Maybe. WildTalkRadio.com Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree. And this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels. And what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are and it is awesome. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch. You hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. <laughs> Ruthless aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot to back. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. <laughs> what the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. everyone welcome to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com brought to you by our friends over at mbg films check them out youtube.com slash mbg 1211 and if you're listening to us over on rackradioshow.com wildtalkradio.com or directly on twitch thank you so much for tuning in we greatly appreciate it if you're on twitch and you happen to have a prime gaming sub available well you can use it here for free for 30 days all you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free it is that simple you can also subscribe the regular way follow the channel hang out and chat or listen to the archive we are happy to have you any way we can get you, and no Brent, you cannot have your points back. I am your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is the ever-faithful producer, slash co-host, slash Man Sorokin. I mean, he can. He just got to earn them back. Anyway, you tweet he just got to earn them back? Yeah, just watch the stream. Got to earn them back. Lol. Lol. Just watch the stream. Tweet us at Wild Talk Radio, at Rack Radio Show, at Lindsay Ward. Come to WildTalkRadio.com, RackRadioShow.com. Right here at twitch.tv, slash WTLF. We can earn you channel points and contender points or whatever the hell I called them before you can earn them we have new rewards to spend it on all the things that you can make sounds appear on streams so we can we can do that now we have that that, that sort of capability to add more things to to the show and to the stream we get so, fancy 
we're getting fancy brick little by little brick by brick we're we're building it up to where we have interactivity on the stream and give you something to do with your points and all the different things. We have a stream announcement later in the show about halfway through. We, we got some stuff to talk. We got some housekeeping to talk about um, regards to the stream and, 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 and things coming up. So we'll talk about that ha- about halfway through. It'll be our little commercial break over the evening. Cause we're not really taking one. Cause tonight's an all about a news that, that uh, has been kicking off in the world of sports and then entertainments. Cause um, we haven't covered news in a month. There's quite a lot to get there, into and talk about. Some things have happened in the but, world of the sports and entertainment. But before we get into the sports entertainment, we, we should talk about the sports. We should talk about the sports. This has been a, I'm going to say a monumental 24 to 48 hours it, it in terms been. of football. It's been 3,200 and something days since he's taken a day off. And we have not been slacking. It's called creating content. We've been saving it all up to create content. Is that an things. accurate? Is that an accurate count? What three thousand two hundred and something? Yeah. I don't know, Brent. <laughs> Brent, is that accurate or is it higher? I feel like it's higher. It's probably. I don't higher. know why. Maybe maybe thirty four hundred by this point. Who knows? He'll give us a count here in a minute. But yeah, sports. If if, if you haven't seen in the sports, we we've um three thousand thirty. Wait, thirty seven hundred thirty seven hundred and thirty four and counting, sir, sir. You have a problem. But people have now have some days off, including Bill Belichick. Maybe. <laughs> yes, Car- we saw the... Peep Carroll and um, Nick Saban. They have days off now. I mean, to be fair, three well-deserved, at least in one case, one very well-deserved retirement on behalf of Nick Saban. He has more than earned the right to go fuck off and do whatever he wants. He has quite literally nothing left to prove in terms of the world of college football. He is a god in Tuscaloosa at this point. Um, It's the end of an era in terms of uh, Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll. Um, Belichick and the Patriots, after 24 years, came to an agreement for Belichick to step away and leave the team in a very classy send-off. Classy, okay. All that classy. I mean, he didn't really. He just said some things and then left. He didn't even take it's questions. It's Bill Belichick. What do you expect? I like to thank my players, and, and he liked. To, he thanked the dining room people. Um, I mean, that's classy. <laughs> he wore a suit. It, it was weird. Him wearing a suit is weird. We've seen inside Bill Belichick's house. We have. This is this. This is not a fancy man. Okay, this is just a very. This is just a dude. Okay, I don't did not have high expectations. I will say I liked how the Seahawks did it with Carol. Where yeah, that one feels weird, but okay. Well, it feels weird, but it was like we're not completely firing him, but we're com- we're keeping him on as a consultant. He's an advisor. Like they acknowledge he's, a, he's he's an advisor to a team probably till his contract runs out, which is next year. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but instead of just outright firing him, it's like okay, all right, you know. We're going to acknowledge everything you did because he did do a lot for the Seahawks. It, he built that team. He brought them their first Super Bowl. He's kind of a dick in certain areas, but we forgive that. And mm-hmm. so it's like he's done a lot for the team, for the city, and it's like to just fire him after everything is kind of sort of like, eh. So I like how they were like, hey, we're going to keep you around and let your contract run out as opposed to just firing you because in part... They probably didn't want to pay him out. It's probably honestly cheaper to just pay his contract out versus to just buy him out. Possibly. Um, it all depends on, on how things go with him. And if he finds a job, well, then he's no longer an advisor and they don't have to pay him. 
So there's probably stipulations there. He probably, probably be but for I the, like for this season. But I like that he still could potentially influence the team at least for one more year, and that the way it was the way that they worded the announcement, it was the way that they handled it that I really liked. It's very similar in the way for how they did Bill Belichick because normally it's just like they Let throw the, the coach good out. Times roll. They just throw the, the coach out on just his ass. Subscribed for twenty five months. What is a chef's favorite wrestling hold? The artichoke. <laughs> Thanks for the subscription. Thanks, Amy, for how many was it? Twenty five months in a row. Thank you. Twenty five, yeah. But like, um, but yeah, I like how they did that because normally they just throw the coach out on their ass, like yeah, I did. And, and a lot of other places did so far. There's eight head coaching opportunities. Um, what was weird was the Titans. Yeah, that was a weird one because he like took them almost to the playoffs and in terms of football teams Tennessee was not that bad he was what six, no he they they were six and something this year they didn't have a great season but they still made it to almost made it to the playoffs well their division the division was, is was, just was, that bad yeah but also I think he took them as far as he could take them and there's going to be transition there in terms of roster turnover so the writing's on the wall and he may go back to New England who knows because he used to be there. So, but there's also another guy, um, Mayo, who may be New England's new coach. I feel like now is a really good time. No offense to the coaches of old, but that now is a good time to inject some new blood into the NFL, at least in terms of head coaches. And I think a lot of people are being looked at for that, where you get a younger stronger dynamic there's nothing wrong with asian experience certainly but it's like in the case of say bill belichick he spent 24 years in foxborough you know he coached one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the of the sport to ever play yeah. it uh, it's Delano. how much does he have left it's, it's a good question though he will be coaching again delano washington surprised you getting rid of their coaches no um no. Especially, especially washington new regime they're going to put in their own people um Rivera was a holdover from the the old ownership group, um, so it made sense for Washington to clean house, as it were, start a new. They Josh Harris and Magic Johnson can put in their own people on the coaching staff, and Atlanta always goes through turnover, so Atlanta firing coach is not a surprise. Arthur Smith was up in the air, and I think if he had managed to win that final game, he might have been kept around, but what happened in the final game just just did him in because in truth Atlanta especially with the way they looked and the way they played and I told Rock and Brent this it just wasn't it wasn't a good look like I saw people tweeting that basically the Atlanta needs to beat the Saints and somebody else I think it was whoever Tampa Bay was playing needs to lose in order or Tampa Bay needs to lose in order for the Falcons to make the playoff. Yeah. And for Atlanta, they played great or semi great for like a quarter and a half. And then they just stopped and and New Orleans took advantage and just took off and never looked back. And that's been very 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 typical of the Falcons under Arthur Smith's leadership. They they've done that before like it's a pretty consistent thing with him, but especially under Arthur Smith where they play for about two two-ish quarters and then they stop playing like they just and it's not consistent in terms of what two quarters they decide to play whether it's one and four two and three one and two three and four any combination they're in like they just they just stop playing and they look like shit uh who else do you think will be out of the coaching job in the nfl i would pay attention to pittsburgh and see how their playoff run goes because i've heard things that mike tomlin may be wrapping it up like belichick has it's like the time 
is running out just because you've been there so long that you need a change. Sort of like how when the Eagles had Andy Reid that they needed a change, kind of, kind of the, along those lines. I, think Tomlin, I wouldn't mind if Mike Tomlin came here. So I think Tomlin could be possibly on the way out. I don't. Th- beyond that, I don't think any other changes are made in terms of coaches because we've got eight, and usually that's around the number. I don't think Dallas makes a change. I don't unless Dallas makes a. If Dallas loses this week, they could make a run if they want someone like Belichick. They want a big oh, splashy God. name. If they want a name, I don't think. I think no. Belich- I, can't. I think I think Belichick's going to L.A. or Atlanta. Um, I can't picture Belichick going to Dallas. I just feel like that would be an entirely caustic situation between Jerry and Bill. No, but I can't it, imagine them getting along. But it would be, you know, that's the spotlighted thing where Bill doesn't have to manage the worry about being GM. He just has to be a coach. Um, Eagles coaches on the hot seat? No, but coordinators, yes. Um, they're probably gone. Yeah, again, it's again. gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see how much movement is done under the coaches as well. Like going back to Atlanta, I don't think Arthur Smith was necessarily the entire problem because we had somebody before him, they weren't good. We had somebody before that guy, they weren't. I think that was Dan Quinn. Wait, did Arthur Smith take over for Dan Quinn? I don't. I don't remember. Um. We've had so many coaches, I don't even know anymore. Peterson's not out of Jacksonville. He's, he's fine there. Um, Trevor was hurt. Just like it's going to come out that Jalen's been hurt all year. And that will play a part in a lot of things. Uh, Dan Quinn is the rumor to Seattle. I mean, that's possible. I mean, Dan Quinn is a good coach. The problem is is that just maybe Atlanta wasn't the right team for him. He's a very good influence in terms of being a quality coach. But honestly, I think he's somewhat sitting pretty in Dallas. Oh, like, I don't think I'm his not. job is in, an, is in an, any danger right now. If he wa- Unless he wants to be a head coach again. What would be a surprise coaching hire? I don't I don't know. Me, I would be a surprise coaching yeah, hire. Yeah, there you go. That's a good start. Did he do the 28-3? Was it under Dan Quinn or was it under somebody else? You would, you would, it's your team. Do you think I can keep track of all the bullshit my team does? Yes, that's so what you have to do. It was Dan, according to Matt. It that's was, bad. it was Dan, okay. Or Ban. Or whatever one it is. Um, not just football talk. I'm very curious to see what happens in the off season. I really, like I said, I really would like to see some new fresh blood. It's no offense to any of the coaches out there, but you have people that have been doing this for literally years, and maybe it's time to move on. Uh, in terms of college, with Nick Saban retiring, that's going to be an incredibly, incredibly interesting thing to watch. Basically, who gets handed the Bama dynasty? from Nick Saban um, because he was smart enough to retire really at the top of the decline for him like Bama Bama was still dominant Bama was still good but they were not as dominant as they have been in years past and that's just because there's been an overall improvement in the SEC so it's going to be a very curious thing to watch of who they pick and who who takes over because that's a tough job like Saban built has rebuilt that entire program from the ground up since he took it over. It'll be interesting to see who stays in Alabama. Yeah, like the transfer transfer portal is about to get full. It 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 will be. Yeah, unless they make commitments to they want to stick with whoever the coach is. So that's kind of the big thing is you got to make you got to find the right guy who will stick with and the, who the players want to stick with because they've all made commitments to to. Saban, and we'll see where it goes. AW will take over a coach. That's funny. Um, I, I don't. You would. You would never. You see an AW wrestler take over as coach. I mean, because well, 
anyway, it's a different story for a different day. I mean, it depends on how much something-something Tony's hitting at any given time. Who knows? Put him on Twitter. You'll see what happens. Anywho, oh, I talk about Tony's tw- tw- <laughs> tweets. Nope, not touching that. Just don't uh, hinder, don't hinder the gender. Okay. That's all. Don't hinder the gender. Your next world. Gender deleted the tweet too. It's so disappointing. Uh, everyone, like, no. screen, everyone screen captured it. Doesn't matter. It exists. Oh, I know, I know, but still, it's like no, 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 no. Just stand. Leave that there. That's good for you. The hat she, he was wearing that was not the best look for him either. Well, wasn't that Tony Storm's hat? Yep. He just kept on trying to answer serious questions. Not the best look. It was a whole ass look. It was something. So anyway, speaking of AEW, let's get into the news. Brought to you by our friends over at mbgfilmsyoutube.com slash mbg1211mm. By the way, you are listening to The Rack right here on wildtalkradio.com. Ding! There you go. So we have, just in case anybody missed the intro, a bunch of news. A month's worth of news. And there's a bunch of big stories hanging out there that we have not been able to talk about because holidays and special programs and everything else. Indeed. So Katsuyori Shibata has re-signed with AEW. Congratulations to them. Yeah, so he's making the transition over from New Japan to full-time with AEW. We'll see what happens. It's weird when a New Japan guy signs with AEW because it's like, they could still work there if they want to. Just saying. They could. But maybe they don't. Um, Sean Spears and Andrade have both left AEW or in the process of leaving. I think Andrade's already done. I'm not sure Spears is both out are, yet or not. Both both are done as of the first of this month. Okay. I was going to say, I thought Spears said his contract expired on the 31st, but it wasn't 100%. It was a, that, was the, that was December. It's A lot has happened. I'm just saying. And we'll just get this one out of the way. Congrats to Sean Spears and Cassie Lee on the announcement that she's pregnant with their second child. Yes, congratulations to them. That's super, super duper exciting. And and we'll just hit it here. Justin McKay, a.k.a. Billy Kay, gave birth to her first child on the 20th. So congratulations to her. Both ladies doing things that are iconic. In- indeed. So, yeah, congrats to, congrats to both. So they'll have kids running around together. That's, that's pretty cool. So, but it's not all Sunshine and Roses for, uh... AEW. No, no, no. There's there's some uh there's some uh, issues out there. Um one of them we'll get to when we get to the Blame Brands. Um but before we get to the bad stuff, AEW's hired Kosha Irby as the COO. He worked with WWE from 2011 to 2018 as the regional director of live events, so the fact that he's taking over as the chief operating officer of the company is very 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 interesting. Especially with the couple moves you're just about to announce. Yeah. So, um, AEW's VP of Live Events and Touring, Rafael Morphy, I hope mm-hmm. I said that right. I think so. Left the company, and he has supposedly taken a job with the Nets. The Nets. That's all rumor. No. That's all rumor. That's kind of what I heard. Uh, heard about that. Raphael was um, formerly with WWE's PR at one point in time. So we're having some shifting and moving there, possibly regarding touring, um, which, as we know, Jeff Jarrett is over there booking their uh, events in terms terms of touring. Which uh, which was when they were touring. He was but now the they're house- not. They're not. They then they're they're not doing house shows anymore because they've created a show called Collision. So who 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 knows exactly what's going on there? Nobody's really sure, but it's it's an interesting swap between Irby and uh, Morphe there. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll kind of be curious to see if Jar- Jarrett or Irby picks up Morphe's responsibilities. And then this is where there's smoke, there's fire, y'all. So AEW's chief marketing and merchandising officer, individual person, Dana Massey, a.k.a. Matt Jackson's wife, Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks. The fame. Young Bucks executive vice president, Matt. Matt Jackson. That Matt Jackson. That Matt Jackson. Who has been there since day one, hold up your finger, has left the company. And it doesn't seem like it was an amicable parting. That was a weird one. Like, with her, like, she's... She's been there since day one. She's been behind a lot of the things they've been doing from, like, when merch was sort of a thing before, like, they got, um the deals with with for shop AEW and stuff she was like the driving force of it behind it she's done a lot of it and a lot of it unacknowledged by the company yeah and that's a big it, it's a, it shows the seismic shift of what the company's becoming and we've seen it with people coming and going over the last few months like the QT Marshalls of the world and, and stuff like that where people who were doing things when the company started and how they were the formatting the company in the beginning everything sort of shifted we're having new COOs we're having new people in different roles where like hey Jimmy Jacobs is now taking over for what, what um, QT was doing and, and stuff like that so you kind of kind of see the direction of we're, we're changing how we once did it from mom and pop to more of a full-on organization i would hope to god cj perry doesn't go on the cruise given what's going on with her finger she just needs she, to she like shouldn't be on take a, care on of that cruise. shit she shouldn't be on any sort of cruise at this point um but yeah you could just see the the shift in like structure of the company and kind of where they want to see it and because the, this is a this is the biggest year in the company's history coming up they need a new tv deal 100% need a new tv deal whether it's warner or someone else and they gotta perform and they gotta look like and look and act like a professional organization in terms of having all their ducks in a row and that's where you see the changes going like oh hey we have new coo we have, we have new vp of of this we have a new executive producer we have new people in the truck we're changing the feel and the look of our shows you, you're just you're seeing it going from a hey we're putting on a wrestling show to we gotta be we gotta look like a well-run organization from top to bottom and that that's where we're at with it and so all these changes you're seeing and all the different people being brought in are like okay we there's a shift and everyone's been seeing this shift and not just on tv it's you can you can see the changes that they've been trying to make all along and right now there's some been some big ones yeah um brett and i kind of talked about this and i think the description that you used best is very apt in the sense that it's no it's becoming less mom and pop Mm-hmm. It's becoming less about Cody and the Bucks and Kenny, the elite, everybody who helped found the company. It is becoming Tony's company. And I think with all the issues that AEW has had in the last year, with from talent problems to money problems, it sounds like, it's basic. I have to wonder if Tony hasn't been told, you need to get your shit together. And I don't. And I have to wonder if Tony isn't feeling some of the pressure, especially with, as you mentioned, the TV deals, because there's a deal on the table between WWE and CW, which means Warner Brothers, I believe who owns CW, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, have a deal. They're in bed together. Not even that. It goes beyond that. Warner Warner Brothers Discovery. We'll We'll keep CW out of it. Warner Brothers Discovery and WWE have the deal in Europe where WWE content airs on their networks over there. So they're already in bed. Yeah, they're already working together. So now it's whether you bring it stateside or not. And 
that that's kind of the, the thing. So continue. Yes. So it's Tony, I feel like, is feeling a crap ton of pressure from that. Because he always had the cushion, right? Like the WWE was sitting nice and firm in their TV deals. They weren't moving. They weren't going anywhere. Tony was good in his area. It was fine. And now you're coming into the negotiation years for both AEW and WWE. And with WWE being the absolute powerhouse that it is... It's a very attractive property from a money standpoint for someone like Warner Brothers Discovery who has to make a, has to basically balance their books after the merger. What does not help Tony's cause is I don't believe AEW is bringing in a lot of advertising revenue. Not as, and ju- not as much as you would want but nothing nothing is bringing in in revenue in wrestling nothing is necessarily bringing in revenue in wrestling but when you look at the sponsors that wwe can secure versus you look at the sponsors that aw can secure they are a much more attractive property especially for a company that is looking to make money off of advertising you also have the fact that wwe is much more family friendly which is great for discovery they like family friendly they enjoy family friendly even if they they go a little trashy sometimes they're all about that family friendly so it could be bad news for AEW in the sense that you have a household name an advertising powerhouse a crossover powerhouse that can bring in potentially some of the biggest stars in the world taylor swift is still a rumor <laughs> and mama kelsey went to the performance center so we all know what that means no but T- taylor mania is running wild wild brother Ta- taylor mania is running wild it would be an absolute coup if they got her but they can attract some of the biggest stars in the world just by their capability tony does not have that that kind of power and that makes him less attractive especially considering the fact that his numbers are not climbing they're not increasing hunter has turned wwe around he's been able to bring their ratings back up they are not nearly what they were before in the past but they're you're seeing more and more people come back to wwe because the product is an enjoyable thing to watch and they found a nice balance of pg and edge not not the wrestler the like actual you know like attitude there i guess if you want to call it where it's a little bit less kid friendly and a little bit more just enjoyable for everybody that's a problem for AEW. that's a problem for tony and so it's as you mentioned it's well we're going to bring in people who are more professional we're going to polish the company up we're going to make it look better they have to go up against the juggernaut that is wwe and the fact that they've just gone through the tko merger and they're running like a well-oiled machine at least on the outside there could be huge problems on the inside but on the outside, everything is running completely as it should. Like, they merged and there wasn't even a fucking hiccup in terms of anything. Like, they were ready to go. That was executed perfectly. And they've just, like, UFC and WWE have just gone on like nothing happened. Which is what that's you a want, huge what, deal. Is what you want. Other than, you know, corporate fireworks and whatnot. But that's all. The, yeah. The, the, the television product has been pretty much the same. And we're going to talk about another story with WWE here in a bit that kind of plays into all the other things. But I mean, if Tony is making strides to improve the company, I think that's a very good thing for him. That's a great, um, thing, for, that's a great thing for him. I feel like fixing some of the internal problems may help eventually fix some of the external problems. But they have a long way to go, especially in the image department. Um, especially with Tony as a leader, they 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 got they gotta handle things. They have um, their own little Judas on their hands. Um, and so. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can't musically play your way through a tag team match. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, um, they have some problems. They have some things that they need to correct. They need to fix. Please, for the love of God, do not go on Twitter and talk smack about people. Please don't do that. WCW did something similar back in the day before Twitter, and it blew up in their face. So, WWE to buy AW, go for Triple H. I don't know if they can. No, they 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 can't. I think I think monopoly laws come into effect. Like I think Tony is just big enough that if they try to buy or merge with him, the government may step in and be like, "No, you can't do that." And also, buying the company does nothing for them unless they want a tape library. And right now, they don't need tape libraries because they're they're spinning off the network to other platforms and content to other platforms where they don't need the content. Which is why the whole TNA thing, where WWE is going to merge with was going to buy TNA or whatever, came up a couple weeks ago or last week. Where it's like, hey, they're are they going to buy them? And it's like, no, because they don't need the tape library right now because they're not controlling their network. They're leasing out their network. When it was theirs, and they were buying all the, the UK promotions and whatnot, yeah. But because they're no longer controlling it in terms of, hey, we we have to sell subscriptions. We're selling Instead, we're selling Peacock now. It's completely changed them looking to buy companies and, and stuff like that and libraries because they don't need it right now. Maybe down the few, down the line, but the AEW tape. There's enough there, Matt. Where if you're doing a story on Cody, yeah, you would want that stuff. If you, there's the stuff for Punk, and if you wanted to do things for Brian when he would come back or Jericho when he would come back, you would want it. You don't need it now, but eventually down the line, you would want it. Just and for also- for. Highlight packages and, and biographies, etc. And also just for a historical record, like the one thing that the WWE tape library is, is living history of the wrestling industry as a whole. They have one of the most comprehensive libraries dating, I think, all the way back to the 60s. Something like that. In terms 60s, of 60s, 70s. 60s, 70s, somewhere in there, where they have a snapshot of the territories all the way up to modern day WWE. So it's a it's a very, very comprehensive library. So just from that standpoint alone, to get AEW's library and by default probably ROHs if they were to buy AEW, it's somewhat worth it because you get all of that history. But in terms of them needing it, they really don't need it right now, especially since Tony's not willing to sell. And the answer to the question, no. Not shocked by Adam Cole. It's the the angle's gonna fail, though. Sadly, that's all. Anyway, I will agree with that. It's, it's, it, I'll put it like this: a guy who can't wrestle is going to be the mouthpiece hobbling around in the ring with no payoff for, for months. For another guy that can't wrestle, that's going to be out potentially for months. It's yeah. it's not a it's not going to be a thing. I who knows if he's come Jack Perry comes back. Yeah. There's no guarantee he's going to come back. Um, the only way I could see him doing that, based on my limited knowledge of the company, as the is expert, to, um, is if you have um, Luchasaurus turn on Christian and he goes back with Jack Perry. That's uh, but, the only way I can see that happening. But I don't know if they're even going to bring Jack Perry back. I don't even know if they need Jack Perry. No offense to him, but I don't even know if they need or want him. But you bring him back as a heel. Anyway, let's get to the other news. Let's get into the other news. Moving on to... Well, mainly the TNAs, but other promotions as well. Hiroshi Tanahashi has been appointed the new president of New Japan 
Pro Wrestling. Congratulations to him. Big moves. Big moves. Taking over, making names, doing things. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, TNA has signed Kushida, Trent Seven, which is, I'm curious about that one. Danny Luna, Trey Miguel, Zachar- Zachardi Wentz. Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers and Dirty Dango. Yep, that's uh, that's that's good big signings for TNA and re-signing signings. They're all signings because they're now signing with TNA Wrestling. Um, yeah. Since TNA Wrestling kicks off its new era this Saturday with Hard to Kill live on a pay-per-view. Check your local provider for Hard to Kill. It's probably going to be streaming on TNA Plus, which is the new streaming service they have with Endeavor, which is why people thought, hey. Oh, I should say, by the way, I should I should correct myself. Hmm. It's not a pay-per-view this Sunday or this Saturday. It's a premium live event for TNA Wrestling. They're calling their pay-per-views premium live events now. PLE, because they're now working with Endeavor. They're PLEs. <laughs> <laughs> you can go watch classic PLEs on TNA Plus. It was legit in their, their their teaser. It was funny. It was funny. Um, also, just as a quick note, Jay Chung has been signed as well as the ring announcer. Yep, she's taken over for da- full time as for David Penzer. Who so congratulations to her. Old TNA, WCW, etc. She got she's been working with them now, but she's now officially the ring announcer for the company. So there you go. Um, TNA be making more new moves in 2024. They have announced a new licensing deal for action figures with Powertown Wrestling to produce TNA action figures and accessories. With Series 1 such a debut in summer of 2024, pre-sale orders for Series 1 will begin on March of this year, and the figures will be shipped in August of this year. Series 2 of the TNA Wrestling line will um, be shipped in December of 2024. So get your shit now. Get your get your pre-orders in now. Uh, apparently, she's she's Jason Alexander's wife or Josh Alexander's wife. That makes sense. That um, helps. That helps. Um. Also, TNA announced brand new title belts. They debuted them, and they're pretty. They they've been announcing them all week on on social. The red and the yellow mix on the belts look really good. Um. I like how we got black straps for a couple of the men's titles. The women get the white ones, like WWE has, and there's the red tag belts. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was cool to see the X Division belt look more like an X with how you can tell it's the X on the X Division yeah. title again, which I really like. I also like how they did the digital media championship. Yeah, they all look good with the with the with the pattern on it. It was it's they're really nice. If you haven't seen them, go look them up. They're they're really really actually very nicely done um, and feel appropriate for like, the brand. The feel appropriate for the brand. It's like you look at the the knockouts title, mm-hmm. which, which which Naomi has Trinity. Naomi's coming back anyway. But that's rumor, 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 rumor. Um, what Trinity has, it looks like a belt now. Like the the belt she was holding, like the previous belt, the one, the, the impact version. It's like it was a small, small little belt. This looks like a championship you want to hold, which is great again, rem- to, see, to see them have like a full championship again. If I remember properly, they caught a lot of flack for the Impact Women's Title just because of how small. It was because I think I remember when when that debuted, and a lot of people were like, "Wait, what? That's it?" Yeah, this version just looked not great in terms of size, but this belt that, that they were show, they were showing off this week looks like a championship you want to hold. Yeah, and you could really show it off. Like this is a this is a world championship, and that's what you need for proper representation of your company, especially when you're making a new splash like they are right now. Yeah, they're going through a complete overhaul and rebrand, so it's it's good that they're doing all of this and taking the time to get it right and get stuff designed that looks really, really, really good. TNA if they can afford her... TNA will not sign Mercedes. She will be in all elite wrestling 
when she is fully healthy to do so. I mean, here's the thing. Mercedes Beaumont is demanding a very high price tag for what she does, and rightfully so. She's worth it. Um, It just kind of depends on how much money TNA has to offer her to come in. I could see her coming in to do like a one or two off, and they can afford for her to do that because she's not against doing that. Uh, But in terms of signing her to any kind of exclusive contract, I don't see that happening. I don't see them having the money. They they, they do not have the money for her, but... There will be a big signing this Saturday at Hard to Kill for TNA Wrestling, so tune in. We'll see. Um, Matt Riddle is headed to MLW. Yeah, he started this past weekend for them, so congrats to Matt. He's talking a lot of smack, so... He is, in fact, running his mouth. He is running his mouth. He is He is for sure running his mouth, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of that going on lately. Vicky James has joined OVW as its creative director and head of female talent. In addition, she'll be the executive producer for all OVW wrestling shows. Congratulations to her. That's a big gig. That's a huge gig. That's a big gig right there. Especially since she was she was being rumored to come back to WWE, and she still technically could. Yeah, but I, I think that's put on hold for now with this gig. This is this is a big move for her. Um, So congrats to Mickey James. This is what she's wanted. She's wanted to do stuff with NWA like this. She's tried it probably in TNA, wanted some like big role. So now for OVW, she gets to dr- be the drug as a, she's the, cre- the director of their creative. So it's a female influenced product now. That's that's a big to do in, in, in the sports entertainment pro wrestling world. So this is her way of transitioning out of the ring to putting her focus on others and help building other characters up. And it'll be interesting to see what she does with that promotion and, and, and see where it goes. So it's not like they don't have like a mainstream TV deal or anything like that, but it's it's enough where she can have some influence and kind of build a resume, as it were. Yeah. And that's cool. That is very cool. That is, that is, that is what you want. And so with that, you have announcements. We have, annu- we have announcements to make number one as you see on your stream the screens right now twitch.tv slash live the royal rumble entry contest has begun simple as put we we put all 30 names in a, in, a, in a randomizer you get a number for both royal rumbles and you get bragging rights if you win um all you have to do is say i'm in and um matt you're in amy you're in because she tweeted she messaged on, on the facebook's um so anyone, if you want to be, be a part of it, you just say, I'm in, and you're entered, and we'll have the announcement on Russell Talk Radio on the 21st. We'll do the drawing live, and yeah, that'll be fun. Um, so it's called Braggarites. You can, you know, talk shit if you want when you win, because it's fun, and it makes the Royal Rumble fun, because it's, it's, it's Rumble's of one of the best times of the year. So that's announcement number one. So we'll be talking about that. We'll hype this up as we go um, throughout the shows in the, the next uh, 10 days. Number two, your schedule for Royal Rumble week. We'll have a Royal Rumble preview on Sunday, the 21st, for, on Russell Talk Radio, as of normal. While the Raw Rumble Go Home Show for the Raw Post Show on the 22nd. We'll preview the Royal Rumble on the 25th here on The Rack. We have a special Friday stream at 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll have the Royal Rumble simulations in WWE 2K23 after SmackDown, so we'll be doing that. We'll be live with a review on the rack on the 27th after the Rumble ends, and then WTR will give a full review 
that Sunday. So that's your Royal Rumble coverage. I'll be streaming live here at twitch.tv slash Live. which chat if you have Amazon Prime lead to your Twitch account. It's called Prime Gaming Support. The channel by clicking the purple rectangle at the bottom below the screen. You get an ad-free experience when you subscribe to the channel. So that's that's content coming. We've added, we'll have some, you know, the WW2K23 content, which is going to be fun. We'll do the two Royal Rumble matches and whatever other matches um, get announced for the show. We'll, we'll simulate them. We'll probably be, ch- we'll chat through them. I'll get Brent and, and, and Lindsay to come on and we'll We'll just chat through it and have some fun. We will enjoy ourselves. We will enjoy ourselves, and we will have the capability where they're not delayed this time. They'll actually be able to see it live, and it'll be a full experience. So Technologies! $1,000 computer! (laughs) It's worth it. (laughs) It is indeed worth it. So we'll be able to do some stuff with WWE 2K23 on that day, so there'll be some additional content for everybody going, going forward. So, yeah. So that that's some stream announcements. By the way, chat you can use credit code Rock Soccer Lens and Word in the Fortnite. I'm Shopper Epic Game Store because we are hashtag Epic Partners because this is the Rack Live right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. And we got some WWE news to get into to close out the night. Oh yes. So starting it off. All new episodes of WWE Rivals and Biography. WWE Legends are set to start on February 25th at 8, 7 central, only on A&E. This season of Rivals will focus on Triple H's rivalry with The Rock, as well as the rivalries between Randy Savage and Jake Roberts, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, John Cena and Randy Orton, The Miz and Daniel Bryan, even the rivalry between the Dudley Boys, Edge, Christian, and the Hardy Boys. After Rivals biography, this season will focus on WWE Hall of Famers Diamond Dallas Page, Scott Hall, the British Bulldog, and Sergeant Slaughter, as well as current stars Randy Orton and the undisputed WWE Champion Roman Reigns. Rivals will air at 8 p.m. Eastern, followed by biography, 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 biography at 9. Miz and Daniel Bryan's an interesting one. We've seen stuff with Undertaker and Shawn, but that's cool they're doing it. And Cena and Orton is a nice one. And... Edge, Christian, Hardys, and Dudley's. None of them work for the company, so that'll be interesting. That's going to be... I'm curious to see how they're going to film that. I got a lot of stuff filmed with Edge before he left. (laughs) Yeah, they probably got everything with Edge, but Christian's not under contract. The Hardys haven't been under contract. And there's the whole Jeff situation, and then the Dudley's. Like, I think D... Doesn't Devon work for them? Isn't he a producer? Not anymore, no. I thought he was. Uh, no, after his health stuff, I think he gave that up. Okay. He may work down in NXT, but I don't think he is anymore. Because I know they're on good terms with Billy Ray, so... They're, they're on good terms with Devon, too, but so they can probably film with him. Too. him uh, yeah, so... It will be, be interesting. interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. To see who gives their assent and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because... Is Christian is Christian all elite or is he impact? Christian's all elite. He's their uh, TNT champion. Well, I know that, but there was like a question of I think at one point where he was going to go. Speaking of the Dudleys, they will be inducted into the twenty three hundred Arena Hall of Fame WrestleMania week. That's cool. Good for them. Congratulations to them. The twenty three hundred Arena is the former ECW Arena. Um, all right, what else we got? Did they scrub it first? They've rebuilt it. Yes, they rebuilt it inside. I was gonna say it, it, it was boxing events hole on the outside. Yes, uh, but they host boxing events all the time. <laughs> it's a bad area. It's a it's a bad neighborhood. It's not in a good place. I remember going to it, it and when I went, and that was a while ago. I'm not going to say how long ago. It wasn't a bad neighborhood then, or wasn't a good neighborhood then. That area is not the best neighborhood. No, it's a, it's, it's, they, they've they've redone the building. No, when I was when I was in there, it was still I think the original like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. ECW arena. So because mm-hmm. the, 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 Impact they, was running they, events there, it's not the best location. No, it's no. Mm-mm. 
Not know? the nicest part of our city. No. 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 I. It, it's. It's better. The, the building's better, but uh, it's. Well, parking's always going to suck, it's, given it's, where it it's, is. It's, it's South Philly. There's no parking. Um, There's not a lot of parking in Philly in general. I'm going to be real. Parking is a challenge in your city, at least downtown. Downtown, yes. Center City, there's, there's tra- public transportation is always... I mean, actually, Center City is super walkable. Yes, that, but to get to it... That's a pain in the ass. Public transportation is the best. But yes, yeah, Center City is walkable. So is South yeah. Philly, if you're... Same. <laughs> if you don't feel like dying. Depends on your area. Depends on your area. Anyway, big news for the XFL. The Rock has officially emerged with the USFL to form the UFL. This doesn't have the same ring as the XFL, but it'll do. Spring football. The thing. Yay! I'll take spring football. I think all the team, they just basically have like the XFL League and the and the USFL League, and it's kind of going to be like the AFC, it's, the it, NFC, it, and... It's, it's just all together. It's it's the XFL just renamed with yeah. just the t- talent working all together in one. Pretty it's, much there's it. a whole thing. There was a letter that like basically everybody had to reapply for their jobs effective yep. um, December 31st that they were mm-hmm. going to have to go through and assess everybody. Um, but that they were extending health insurance through COBRA. So that's something. I mean, that works. That's nothing. COBRA insurance is shit. <laughs> Anyway, something, something. Hey, for those who need insurance, something is better than nothing. This is true. This is very true. And sticking with The Rock, he is set to portray UFC champion Mark Burr in the upcoming movie, The Smashing Machine. That's a pretty good movie for him. I'm, I have no context. <laughs> But no, it's for marker. It, but it, it just he's a UFC fighter, so you know the, that's a role built for the Rock. Big, strong. Dude. Oh, fits for the Rock for role. sure. Yeah. Okay, looking at pictures of him, he could see it, <laughs> kind of. It works. It'll work. I mean, he damn his neck. Holy fuck! <laughs> no, he has like the Borg beefy neck going on. At least in the pictures that I'm looking at, like you know how whatever those muscles are that connect your neck to your shoulders and they're all like jacked it's the Mm -hmm. beefy neck it's it'll be interesting it'll be interesting for sure again no context um Blair Davenport and Riley Osborne have announced their engagement so congratulations to them congrats WWE NXT TV is moving to the network in the UK it will be leaving TNT Sports which is the whole Warner Media thing so Raw and SmackDown stay NXT's deal was up they didn't resign so it's moving to the network exclusively in the UK ding um backlash in France en français the tickets go on sale tomorrow so if you're interested (laughs) if you're in Europe whether it be on the continent or in the UK or anywhere else that you can get to France and you would like to go to backlash Tickets go on sale tomorrow. Speaking so get go- your tickets. Get your tickets now. Speaking of going places, Money in the Bank weekend is headed to Toronto. That'll be interesting. That'll be fun. They'll have three shows July 5th, the SmackDown, Money in the Bank on the 6th, and July 7th will be NXT Heatwave. What time will the French show start here in the U.S.? Uh, what's the time difference? Six hours? Seven hours? Six or seven hours, yeah. So, eight o'clock, seven, eight o'clock local. So, about 12 one our time? Not, yeah, that's kind of. The, they haven't the, announced what time it will start. I suspect for the U.S. audiences, they will they will try to put it at a time where everybody can watch. But it also makes sense for the locals. It's all about um, the lo- it's about the local market because let's, let's talk about it. You know, Elimination Chamber is going to be like six a.m. here on the East Coast. Yeah, I'm not so, going to watch that just um, so everybody's aware. Which is why I have a hard time thinking the Rock's work in that show in terms of his final match. 
but it's a story for a different day. Yeah, that's like the Australian show will be 6 a.m. Eastern time, so you're going to be watching it on most likely on delay. Um, Because unless you're really that diehard and want to get up for the 5 a.m. pre-show. They're saying it's at 7 p.m. on May 4th. So 7 p.m. local? I believe so, yes. So that'll be like 12-1 here. Oh, wait. No, that's the that's the SmackDown. And so think it'll be the same time. Same time-ish. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, Saturday, May 4th at 7 p.m. So. Yeah, so it'll be you. You do the time difference, twelve one eight, one p.m. pre-shows, whatever. Sort of like Crown Jewel, kind of on the same time frame. It's a six-hour time difference, so it will be overnight yeah. basically for us. But that's okay because you can get up and watch it the next day. And it'll... no, it'll be if it's seven p.m. local, you go back six hours, so it's afternoon here. Mm. Yeah, it's how the Europe no, shows No, I think work. they're at, no. They okay. So Google says it is currently right now, as of the filming of the show, it is eleven oh five p.m. on a Thursday. It is currently in Lyon, France, which is where the event is being held at five oh five in the morning. Five oh five in the morning there. So you do the time difference backwards. That's so it's like a mid afternoon show here. And it's late. It's a normal prime time show there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the time differences work you go backwards count it back so if it's 7 p.m there it's 1 p.m here east coast but there it's already friday there because it's 11 p.m here backtrack it seven at six hours to the local starting time anyway it doesn't matter. it doesn't matter i think it's going to be at 1 a.m we will see <sighs> if it's fun fi- that makes no sense okay moving on um <laughs> <laughs> it's 1 p.m. in the afternoon, most likely. Anyway, moving on to other news. Let's talk about Liv. Let's talk about Liv. Yes, keep giving me math problems. I'm horrible at math. It's good entertainment. Um, So Liv Morgan had an interesting <laughs> uh, holiday season. She got popped on December 15th for weed for in the weed. state of Florida. For weed. Which I think to everybody's astonishment was the fact that she got arrested for weed because I don't think anybody realized that Weed is not legal in Florida. I think we all just assumed it was based on the general fuckery that ha- happens in that state, but apparently not. Um, which to specific individuals there, I ask, why not? It should be. I mean, you it's can Florida. Get the, you can get the card. You can get the card. Like you can get medicinal, but like it's just not legal. Legal. So them all the big charges against her were, were dropped. She is an arraignment of some sort. Um, in February, but the major charges were dropped against her or brought down to like a minor misdemeanor or whatever. So she'll be fine. There was no problems with WWE. It's fine because what what they found on her wasn't hers. It was someone else's because she gives people rides. Um, but uh, she'll be all right. There's no heat, no nothing. Lives fine, but it was not the best story to come out over the holiday season for her. No, no it would. The the pen she had wasn't hers. What she had on her was, but the pet thing they found with her wasn't. That's the best way to put it. However, that worked. Um, she's not in any trouble. That's the important thing. She's not she's in gonna, any trouble. She'll pay a fine and maybe community service or whatever. But that's about it. But she'll they do have her off TV at least for the time being. I believe just until she's it all been. Takes. She's. She's been off. She's been off TV because of injury and stuff. So none of that has has anything to do with it. Because there's a Royal Rumble in a couple of weeks. Yep, that's what I'm thinking. We'll be seeing Liv in the Rumble because that's a good way to bring her back. So speaking of new contracts, Zelina Vega, Charlotte Flair, and Bailey have all signed brand new WWE contracts. So congratulations to them. And also joining them are Ray. before, Before you get to that. 
Charlotte's is one of the biggest women's contracts of all time. Good for her. Get that bad girl. Do the thing. Um, Ray and Dominic Mysterio have also re-signed as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Charlotte thing is, I mean, do we expect anything less? She is currently the highest paid female in the company. Currently. Keywords. Until Becky resigns. <laughs> Until Becky resigns later this year. Currently, she is the highest paid female athlete that they have, and rightfully so, because... And Bailey probably got a big bump in 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 in, in a deal, and, and Zelina got a big bump in her deal. It's a big year for the women because they signed contracts back five years ago. A lot of them, when they moved up to the main roster and stuff, this is a big year where the focus is you. You're, this is where all the hard work has paid off. It's like here's your big payday, and a lot of yeah. them are going to see it all their hard work pay off, and that's why the whole thing with Mercedes, Sasha Banks, is she wants the high contract, and WWE's like. Well, you you left us. We've had we see value, but we don't have feel the need because we can't. As we've seen, WWE hasn't needed Sasha Mercedes. They haven't needed her to fill content. They have a whole performance center full of women who can step into that role and who have stepped into her role. As we've seen over the last few weeks, months, and year, it's worked out pretty well. So it's like we're gonna pay the people who stuck with us rather than the people who haven't and were they willing to take her back yes but they weren't going to overpay for her but they're going to pay people like Zelina who's made a big difference and Charlotte and Bailey and the like just to like especially with Endeavor and, and TKO and the whole everything like that this is a sign of we see value in our talent and it's paying off. There are people who stayed and essentially put up with the bullshit, and that's being rewarded, and then there are people who chose to leave. Yeah. And it's the people that stayed and pushed through and have helped to support the company. And by the way, I in no way say that Sasha is wrong in that decision or Mercedes is wrong in that decision. It's just... They're looking at it from a standpoint of, okay, so Charlotte has stayed, has worked her ass off, has done, has carried the company in many respects, and has done so relatively uncomplainingly. You don't hear a lot about her necessarily causing problems aside from her and Becky. She knows her worth. She's pushy. Take that as what you will. Versus Mercedes, who walked out, who felt she wasn't being used properly, who was not happy, who made the decision that, hey, I'm going to walk out. I'm going to hold the company up in terms of my contract. I'm going to refuse to honor my contract based on the fact of these reasons, which are perfectly valid. And I'm going to then get let out of my contract and go reinvent myself on the indies. And she's been very, very clear that she's in it for the money. Hence the Monet. Monet. She's not in it for necessary. She's doing it also because she wants to work for all these different promotions, but she expects to be paid accordingly. That's why you won't see her show up at your local bingo halls because they can't afford her. Um, So for her to come back and demand as much as Charlotte Flair or some of the other women after she basically left, it's kind of like, okay, but what about this person? Because it does take money away from somebody who paid. And I think, and this is just all conjecture, and it could be that, you know, they just, they're kind of looking at Sasha and they're looking at their roster and going, yes, you are worth a high amount, but not as much as this. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong, but just that could be where their their head's at with it. And Mercedes could still come back. They could still work it out. At some point. It all depends. At some point, it all depends on what happens with Tony and how much Tony is willing to pay her to come in. And she's got to prove that she's healthy as well. Yeah. And can stay healthy that's, because that's kind of where we're at with her. Yeah, that's the other side of it. But um, speaking, speaking of, of char, speaking of ahead. injury, blame Brents. Yeah, let's do the blame Brents. 
Bones breaking, backs cracking, shoulders snapping. It's this week's Injury Roundup. Provided Andrade, before we get into the injuries, provided Andrade is in the clear, then yes, he will likely show up at some point. I don't know if it'll be Rumble, but I, he will I show up at some a, point. I assume it's a Rumble if he, he's coming in. I never, I don't like to make assumptions if he's at coming this point. In. If he's coming in, I would, you would use him in the Rumble. Beyond that, I don't know what direction you have for him at the moment because he's someone who could sit out six months because you really, realistically looking at it, name me the match you want Andrade at WrestleMania. When you figure out his on WrestleMania match, then you can figure out what you want to do with him. If you don't have that big WrestleMania match, is he worth even signing? Think it's something it. that... You think about it like that. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Charlotte Fletcher has a injured ACL and knee. Hashtag blame Brent. She's tore, so th- tore the ACL. She's had the surgery. She has started rehab. So that's a couple months, what, six to eight month recovery? That's, that's nine months, at least. Yeah, yeah. So, in terms of Andrade coming back, he could come back at the Royal Rumble, or they could wait nine months and have him come back with Charlotte. They, there's no rush for him to come back, because I, I honestly don't think he's necessarily going to go anywhere else unless he wants to go work some indies, which he's more than welcome to do. And I'm sure they would not have an issue with that, um, but they can wait on him for a while, because it's yeah. not like he's going to go back to AEW. From what I understand, that was not an amicable parting by any stretch of the imagination. So, a couple things. One, he could go out work Mexico, but two, he was supposed to work at GCW show and is no longer working it. So you can take what you will from there. No, for her to get pregnant, that's that's a year, year and a half out with a baby. And trying to pregnant with one bad leg that you do the math. No. Um anyway, the other blame right. I hope everything's okay here. We haven't heard much on it, but I hope he's okay. Kenny Omega has diverticulitis. Hashtag blame Brent. Um, he was hospitalized in December for it, and yes. there has not been a lot of word about him since. Hopefully he's doing well. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's fine. Um, there is no news on when he's going to be back. It's going to be a while. Uh, um, but like I said, best best wishes to Kenny Omega because that sucks in a major way. That's not fun. It ended Brock's UFC career. Yeah. So hopefully he's okay. A, a bad string of luck for Kenny Omega just in terms of injuries and trying to recover. Because he had to have a surgery earlier in 2023, didn't he? Not the, it was the previous year he was dealing with stuff okay yeah so he, he was out for a he, year, he was out for a year with um the, the hernias and, and what have you he's been pretty banged up so yeah it's not the best it messes no. up your intestines yeah it's it's pretty bad all right we got one other story to get into tonight before we wrap up let's talk about well, it it's, it's a doozy it's actually a set of stories um i'm going to talk about the top one first yeah because it leads into lead... the, it leads yeah into the next it leads one. the second one so after th- 30 years with WWE, Kevin Dunn is officially done with the company. He gave his notice on at the end of the year that he was that he was done with the company because of changes that WWE was making, especially with TKO and Endeavor, wanting their people and wanting to make their changes to the production and cuts and what have you. His he was a Vince McMahon guy. Um he stuck around for Vince all these years. He's wanted, He's he's been on his way out a few times, but he's always stayed around for 
Vince. Now that there's no sign of Vince McMahon ever having power over the product anymore, there's no reason for Kevin Dunn to stay. He doesn't. He's at the point where he's made a lot of money. A shit ton of money. Probably just Vince made out. him a very rich man. He's a very rich man, and, and rightfully so. It's at, for for his product that he's produced whatever you think of him and what he thinks of talent has been and things he may or may not have done notwithstanding he has did a lot for the company over the years we can yes. do we can get rid of all the 20 cuts and whatever that you see on the program that's beside the point um he helped shape the company at various points he was an influence in the product good and bad what we're about to see is a transition where endeavor wanted to one of the 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 big execs came out and said yeah we want to cut production because there's people who are very there are certain ways they can do things without needing all the production aspects that wwe has or anyone has because they know how to simplify things and you don't maybe you don't need this extra camera for this or the extra camera for that or this production assistant what have you and there are ways around it and there's ways to, to change the product slightly with no noticeable difference and still produce the content you're looking for. The question is, especially with the way that WWE does production, is moving all of the equipment, having people handle all the equipment. It's a machine. And you have, if you've ever been to a WWE TV taping or TV show, the amount of cameras where you have the... where you have multiple hard cameras, not just the three that stack or the ones that sit stagnant, you have them up on the corners to shoot the wide shots. You have handheld. You have the camera that's on the trolley that they push around to get different shots. You have a lot of crew, a lot of cameras, and you have a lot of people subsequently having to work in the truck. And so it's how can we simplify this where we don't necessarily sacrifice the product or damage the product, but we just maybe cut something out to help make it easier. And also really to bring a fresh look and a fresh view to WWE. Because there are a lot of people out there that they don't like the fast cuts. They don't like how much the cameras move in WWE. Even though everybody tries to emulate it, a lot of people don't care for it. Personally, to me, at this point, having watched the product for as long as I've watched it, it's background noise. You don't notice it. You people really a, don't notice it. People make a big deal of it, but you don't notice it. it there, there are moments where it was really bad with the Shield era and stuff, but it's not as bad as it, people think it is. People like to talk about it because it's a talking point rather than it's an actual problem. But here's where it gets interesting. Beyond Kevin Dunn leaving. They have found his replacement, and there was a lot of speculation when this announcement came out of who going to replace Kevin Dunn because they have Jeremy Borash working down in NXT and handling stuff down in NXT and so a lot of people mainly us were questioning would they give JB the big promotion would he become the head of WWE production and there there yeah. was a there was a few other names to talk about one that there's like Chris something or other was also named talked about that people are surprised he didn't get the job either instead and this is this, well, let's see how he fits. Uh, former ESPN executive Lee Fitting has joined WWE as the head of production. You do not know who Lee Fitting is. He is former executive producer of College Game Day. Among others. Um, among many other things, he's an Emmy-winning producer. He got in a bit of trouble for that by uh, basically creating a scheme to get more Emmys than they needed, so they had additional trophies. Um, for, further, but he's still... further on, further on out, talent had nothing to do with anything. He became the fall guy. 
Um, yeah, but he's still, he is going to be a part of, or he's going to be leading the charge for WWE's production and giving it a brand new view and perspective. I'm interested to see. People, there are apparently people in the company that are surprised that others didn't get in with, from within. But as we've seen with Nick Khan, he likes bringing people from the outside world because you're giving a new eye, a new look, a new perspective to the company, especially when they're trying to make changes and make a big splash. And this is a big one because you're now changing. It, it'd be you're now changing the style you did. If you kept Kevin, brought someone in who was under Kevin Dunn, the product's going to be the same. There'll be little tweaks and little different things. But it, Kevin Dunn was the one training them. So it would be still Kevin Dunn's style, as it were, because they learned from Kevin Dunn. You're bringing guys, someone from the outside. He didn't work with Kevin Dunn, so he doesn't know the Kevin Dunn style. He knows what the WWE does, but he can put his own spin on it. He can he can make some changes and, and, and go from there. I'd be interested to see how the pre-shows change, and I hope they take on a college game day type feel I, and 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 like I'm, I'm curious to see how things are shot if they make some changes of things how they're shot backstage and stuff like that I'm kind of curious when he actually takes over because there's gonna be a lot of people who who pick up Kevin Dunn's roles but Lee Fitting is gonna be the guy at the head of it he's going and to be that at the table he'll be the head of the table um it's going to be interesting to see how it changes even if we notice any changes i think we will over time you'll see different way they do things and how they fit in sponsorships and 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 what have you and how things are possibly shot i'm it's a it's the right thing for wwe wwe needs it um especially going forward if you're going to if it's all about a new era you have to have a new look a new presentation and he'll probably have ways he wants to improve the set and change the set and and what have you so it's, it's all the evolution good. because after 30 something years 40 years of wwe coming on wrestlemania 40 it's gotta look different it's gotta change and we're gonna if you're not just bringing some local guy in hey I'm, that doesn't have a resume this guy has a resume and you you want that and i'm curious to see how it changes and how they make the shows feel different going forward and we're go- it's it's an all new era whenever he officially takes over. I don't know the exact starting date. I don't know anything like that, but it, it'll be good. It will be an, it will be an interesting thing because especially with WWE becoming even more of a global product this year, where they're going outside of the U.S., they're going into different markets. Now is really the perfect time to strike in terms of reinventing and evolving the product and taking it in a slightly different direction. Where it's still WWE, you're still getting everything that you're used to, but it's just a slightly, as you mentioned, different presentation. I would love to see the backstage stuff redone. I would love to see the stand-up sort of evolved and changed. Um, Do I feel like it needs to become college game day exactly? No, but there's different ways to do it, different ways to handle it. Like, it, I wouldn't mind if they would go out and like have wrestlers in the wild and have wrestlers in the wild and have them because i think the one thing that nxt has done really really well is sort of take essentially wrestlers into the wild where you're not doing your traditional backstage stand-ups you still do it but they nxt is doing something really nice based on the limited amount that i've seen where it just feels different it looks different it has it's just a nicer overall presentation of the backstage stuff versus what we see on raw and smackdown because in raw and smackdown they're in the fishbowl that is the arena they're not necessarily out in the parking lot or they're not at the gym or they're not here or they're not there and you so it's like it's you waited until the show was live to get this interview with this person that's not necessarily what i would term a 
a real quote unquote take. So the one thing that you could do is have the correspondence find, you know, do stand ups at like hotels or gyms or restaurants or whatever. And just you find them and it's, oh, how are you feeling about your match? Blah, 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 blah. You can do stuff like that, that and just take it in a different direction. Or they well, can keep it exactly the same. Well, let's see. We'll see what happens. We will have to see. But dear God, I think that's all the news. Presented by MBG Films, YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And that's our show. So you got stuff to plug, so plug away. Indeed, I have stuff to talk about. So let, let, let's, let's talk all about the things. All right. Saturday, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, is another edition of CB Radio. We're, we're, here's, here's the lineup for CB Radio. We're going to be doing the, C, the fantasy draft for AAW. Whoever everyone shows up. We're going to have the intern's corner. And we're going to have our AEW predictions. So we're going to review the ones from last year and make some new ones. We'll do it in an expedited process compared to what we do here. We're going to have all that on Saturday. Sunday... It's WTR prediction show for Russell Talk Radio at 10 p.m. Eastern. We get Tim and Brent's predictions. You'll have Casey's via me. We'll go through last year's and, and go through that and, and make some new predictions for 2023. There is no post show on Monday because I'm watching the Eagles game. So that will be back the following week as we gear up for Rumble, Royal Rumble Week. We'll be back next Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern, for another edition of Rack. What we're doing is something. We'll have news, notes, and a discussion of some sort next week, 10 p.m. Eastern, on the show. It's at Rack Radio Show on all social media platforms or wherever you get your podcasts. Search the Rack Radio Show. It's at Wild Talk Radio, Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. Chat. Royal Rumble entry contest is now, uh, is now started. Just say I'm in. The drawing will be on the Royal Rumble preview show for Russell Talk Radio on the 21st. Simple and easy. You get a number for both the men's and the women's Royal Rumble, and you go from there. It's called bragging rights. It's fun and it's exciting. You all get a number, and then during the show, you'll say, "Hey, I got this person," and then you can root on your favorite or maybe not so favorite WWE superstar in the Royal Rumbles that Saturday. So there's all that chat. If you have that Amazon Prime link, it to your Twitch account. It's called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking the purple rectangle at the bottom of the screen. You can also use credit code Rocketstock or Linz M. Ward. The Fortnite Am Shop or Epic Games Store. Why? Because we are hashtag Epic Partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Linz Ward, You can check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Linz Ward. You can also follow me over on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Ward. And check me out on TikTok, Linz Ward Zero. I stream in Link Engine Impact and Honkai Star Rail, but come hang out. We have a good time. Um, I will talk wrestling if you ask me questions. Um, and just in general, depending on if it's on. And while you're liking and subscribing and watching and doing all the things, especially over on the YouTubes, you can check out Matt's channel, MBG Films, YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And, you know, give him a comment, tell him we said hi, and tell him he's awesome because we do love Matt. He's a good friend of the show. So with that, we're going to go. Uh, we hope you guys have a good one and uh, have a good weekend. So for Rock, I'm Lizzie Ward. You've been listening to The Rock right here on WallTalkRadio.com, and we'll see you later. Bye. 